This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, it is THN, cover to cover, for Saturday, December 18th. My name is Matt Baum, potentially the last cover to cover of the year? Uh, yes, right? it is the last cover to cover of the year. I think it might be. Because uh, we're taking next week off, and the Saturday after that is the first. There we go. The final cover to cover of 2021. But that just means that the first cover to cover of 2022 is coming right up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you, by the way? Who am I talking to here? I don't, I don't recognize. Uh, you know, last time I checked, uh, if, according to the little box underneath my name on the Zoom, I am the Internet's Joe Patrick. Okay. Here's how the show works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page. We also fire up the Zoom, and we wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and, of course, the question of the week live with our listeners all those things like he said it's a live show and we need you to play along jump into our zoom you can find the link it's in the notes for a live stream on the faces book you can call us at 402-819-4894 or click the facebook call now button or chat with us in the facebook live chat if you want to get in on the action and if you can't be here live you can call us or you can send an mp3 to nerd at gmail.com with your thoughts your feelings and all kinds of other stuff but before we open the phone lines to talk to you jerks, Joey, we need to reset some nerd news we've been following and share our editorial opinions because we are not reporters. We are editorialists. Right, yeah, we're we're pundits. Ironically, pundits? we call this segment nerd news. What can you do? I mean, it is it is it is news. It but is it's news. not news of a reporter. Sure. Before we get started, uh, just a heads up, there's there will probably be discussion of recent nerdy media, uh, TV and movies. Uh, of course, the biggest thing on uh, Earth right now is Spider-Man No Way Home. We will absolutely not tolerate any spoilers. It's true for that movie. So if you if you feel like you're going to roll in and spoil them, keep it to yourself. It's not that kind of show. Not this week. Um, the Witcher came out yesterday. I forgot about it and didn't watch it. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, of course, is going strong. And Hawkeye had some big time developments this week. Uh, we will let you know if and when there will be spoilers when it happens. That's but right. Just a heads up. But from the first family desk, Alex Ross has an experimental, that's in quotes for some reason, new Fantastic Four project in the works. Alex Ross is moving away from his Norman Rockwell painting superhero style for a graphic pop art style uh, that still kind of looks like Norman Rockwell. I mean, sure. <laughs> to tell, I mean, that's just the way he draws right. people. To draw an original Fantastic Four story printed in an oversized prestige format, uh, I thought it was... Oh, I see, I see. It's going to be similar to the original Marvel graphic novel line of the 1980s. That's yeah. kind of neat. Super cool. <laughs> Uh, you know what? They did a few of those. Uh, we called in the nineties, we called them tabloid editions. Yes. They had them. They called them that, uh, they called them treasuries in the seventies. Um, but like, uh, Superman peace on earth and Batman war on crime, like right. those things he right. did, those were similar size. According to Ross, the story of fantastic four colon full circle sends Marvel's first family into the negative zone, a realm of dark energy and darker beings. After a mysterious intruder invades the Baxter building, Matt, 
What do you make of uh, Ross finding his new groove? Look at this friggin' art. It, it is does look really incredible. Intense. Now, this is pretty tame because it's just like, you know, his painting style, but he's got some crazy colors on it. But when you start getting into look at this cover. Oh, my God. This is like yeah. Jim well, and Some of it is not necessarily painted. Some of it is penciled. That's a lot colored, of it's penciled. Like traditional. Yeah. This is like Jim Steranko on mushrooms. Look at this. It's gorgeous and i know this i'm is very not, excited about this this isn't the first time that he's like picked up pencils he uh penciled the 2008 justice society of america kingdom kong special superman number one which looked really good but this is nuts he's like i mean this is different this is different for sure way up and it looks like there's kirby here there's Starenko here there's ditko here i love this i think this looks incredible I do too. Um, I especially love the color, like the use of color. Oh, yeah. um, it, it, it's not your normal color. It is a very distinct kind of artistic. I mean, it's obviously it's artistic, but it, it's a different kind of artistic aesthetic. Oh yeah. Um, you know, pop art is is a is a great way to describe it. And uh, yeah, I think it looks beautiful. I uh, I don't know about Alex Ross as a writer, but I guess we'll find out. Um, he's written things, hasn't he? He's definitely hasn't written, he written things. things. Yeah, he, he definitely has. And nothing is jumping into the forefront of my head. He co-wrote some stuff as well, but I know he's definitely written some stuff. I think this looks amazing. I think you have to do this in oversize, and I know that stuff pisses a lot of people off because how it doesn't fit on my shelf, and what box am I supposed to put in it? Just stop it. Lay it down. Lay it down on the shelf. It'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Just lay it down. Jerks. Lay it down on the shelf. <laughs> no, and I love it. And I think more importantly, I love that an artist like Alex Ross, who could easily just trade on his style for the rest of his life. And none of right. us are going to get tired of it because he's so goddamn good at what he does. But he is pushing it. He's pushing his style, making himself do new stuff and try new stuff. And it's working. And I think that is the mark of like true artistic talent. This guy's amazing. I can't wait for this. It looks incredible. He, I think he might be listed as co-writer on some stuff because yeah. I know Paul Dini did all those Justice League oversized books. Right. And I think Jim Kruger uh, scripted Justice. I might be wrong about that. I think you're right there. Yeah, because he worked with Jim Kruger on like the Earth X stuff as well. Yeah, so. but um, I mean, but yeah, I think he has. I think he's been regardless. To, I think he's known to be a he's doing it all here. One. He's doing the whole thing. He's writing, a, drawing, coloring, whole shebang. Yeah, this looks uh, incredible. Yeah, Jim Kruger and Alex Ross, they they teamed up on the writing for Justice. So I, I yeah, I think I think it's it should be good. At the very least, it will be visually stunning, and I'm very excited to see it. From the isn't this event still going on desk, Doctor Strange is dead. And the new Sorcerer Supreme has been revealed. In another blow to men's rights activists everywhere, Marvel has announced they are replacing Doctor Strange with a woman. Just like they did Hawkeye on their Feminazi Disney Plus show, Stephen Strange's ex-wife Clea will be wearing the Eye of Agamotto in the wake of Stephen's death in a new Clea-centric comic book called Strange. Now... People are like, why does she have the last name Strange? Shut the hell up. 
She was married to Doctor Strange. So Who that's gives a why. shit? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's my response. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I'm just saying. Because if, if they called it Clea, right. if they called it Clea Dormammu, Sorcerer Supreme, nobody would buy it. I totally agree. But the, I'm just saying, that argument is dumb. So that, I like to think that her name is Clea Dormammu. <laughs> this debuts March 2nd. Death of Doctor Strange writer Jed McKay will be partnering with former Amazing Spider-Man artist Marcelo Ferreira for a new ongoing series that spells out Clea's early days as the Sorcerer Supreme and possibly gets into her unique family, including her mother, Umar. It's yeah. A beautiful name. Her uncle, Dormammu, and her cousin. Her brother, her brother is Dormammu. Her, her brother is Dormammu, not her uncle. Oh, well, this this article listed her uncle is Dormammu. Uh, they wrong. Really? She is Dormammu's sister. Okay, and Doyle Dormammu, her cousin, is what it says here. So it would I, be nephew? I guess. I don't know. Huh. Joe. So is, Do- is Doyle Dormammu Dormammu Dormammu's son? I guess. As far I as guess I know. that's how that works, right? Yeah. Joe, how much longer must the oppression of straight white men continue with the boot heel of superpowered women? Well, listen, first <laughs> off, the good news is Clea is white. Yeah. I mean, so there's at that. least she's a white uh, lady. No, <laughs> right? you know what? I, I honestly like you're making a lot of jokes here. And I know that we get that a lot, but I literally have not seen anybody complain. No, about nobody Clea. is. Nobody is. I'm just uh, this is um, no. I'm just throwing out like but, you will yeah, hear uh, this on someone's YouTube channel. Later. Well, sure. Of course. Yeah. I mean, in certain circles, you're going to see it. But right. you know what? Don't don't look for it. Who no. gives a crap? Um, so Clea, yeah, she's she's Dormammu's sister. She was married to Doctor Strange, I guess. She is sometimes the ruler of the dark dimension. Sometimes she's not. But she, for somebody who is supposedly so important to Doctor Strange's life, I can count on like one hand the number of times I've seen Clea show up in a comic. She has not been around in a long time. And I like, and I'm not saying that I am like I have a lifelong, deep, abiding. Uh, love of Doctor Strange. I, like I do love Doctor Strange, but I haven't read like it's not like I've read every Doctor Strange comic. Uh, and so, but I, I've read most modern Doctor Strange comics, and Clea is not an a regular presence. No, Clea was like a heavy hitter in the late eighties, early nineties, sixties, seventies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they brought her back. Uh, maybe they, she may have been around back then. She too, popped up in that eighties and nineties Doctor Strange series that I read when I was young, and that's how I met her, and I love Clea so much. I love but her what, weird... What's to, uh, like, uh, look, okay. Look, I, I have nothing against Clea. Like, I, I, but she, to me, she is a non-entity. Why do you love Clea? She's Hellboy. She's supposed to be this evil thing. She's supposed to be the ruler of the Dark Dimension. She's supposed to take over if her brother fails. She is Hellboy, but she's good. Her problem is she fell in love with Dr. Stephen Strange. He showed her you don't have you can be free from your curse. It's like a whole thing. And it's oh, she's fantastic. And she's got those black tights with the weird pink circles on them. <laughs> I love her. Oh, I see. It's a sex thing for you. <laughs> I mean, it's always a sex thing for me. You know? <laughs> no, no, I, I get it. love her as a character. And she's a super interesting character that, like you said, like was really big in the 60s, popped up for a minute in the late 80s, early 90s, and then nothing. What's wrong with Clea? She's one of the most powerful female magic users in the Marvel Universe. I am so happy for this. I'm totally excited for this. I mean, and that's great. Like, uh, but like to me, Clea, uh, uh, Clea is such a non-factor to me that they might as well have said that Rintra is going to be the new Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> I love Rintra. <laughs> I, I mean, and I would, and and again, no shade on Clea, but like Rintra, I would have been like, ooh, yeah, the Minotaur, make yes. the Minotaur Sorcerer. But um, no, I like obviously Clea is a classic character, and uh, I if, love her. like make me like you know what, I I would argue Mira 
from DC was kind of in that same boat sure. until Jeff Johns made her. Oh, for sure. A, a, a thing. Yeah. You know? Well, and also and, having a blank slate character like this is perfect for a lot of people. Even right. you, you're like, I don't know. I mean, now you can do whatever the hell you want with her. It's just, you know, um, like, I, like, I don't mean to, I don't mean to say like, uh, like I'm the, I'm the guy or anything, but like, if I don't know anything about Clea, then you know that she's really nobody. Sure. And, um, or like she's only somebody to to uh, old guys like like you like Damon Chance says in the chat the last time he read about Umar was the Defenders series by Keith Given where she banged the Hulk. <laughs> I mean, and that was like forever ago. That was so, a while ago. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's I think it's fun. Um, I, I like I I think we could all kind of predict that this um, weird red herring about like the young version of Dr. Strange uh, being alive was going to totally be a red herring. Oh, of exactly course. That. Now, the, and I think the they weren't going to just be like, we made a younger Dr. Strange, the new Dr. Strange. It's, right. That's dumb. The bigger story here is you should be reading the death of Dr. Strange. And if you're not, it is so much fun. And this is another oh, yeah. one where the tie-ins are really good. The tie-ins are really good. And hey, like this is another feather in the cap of Jed McKay, yeah. who is um, really building a great resume at He's Marvel. Fantastic. Very similar to the way that um, I would say Philip uh, Kennedy Johnson is doing at DC. It's yeah. just like... He, he comes in. You may not have loved the first thing you ever read by him, but he's gotten better and better with every new project. And um, I think this is great. And he's I'm not excited. A, he's not a real new guy, though. He's been around for a while. I think he's just finally getting his shot. Well, yeah. Like, so Jed McKay, uh, the first thing I ever saw Jed McKay's name on was that um, it was that Man of Fear weekly miniseries that bridged the gap between, I think it was the Wade Daredevil or the Soul Daredevil and the Zadarsky Daredevil. Okay. And I hated it. Yeah. His <laughs> I, re- I really did not like that <laughs> that comic. Not his I mean, fault. I mean, the good news is, I, well, I also didn't like the first thing I ever read from Philip Kennedy Johnson, was, which was that terrible Captain America Empire tie-in. Yeah. But he's been killing it at DC. Jed McKay has been killing it at Marvel. And I think that Clea is going to be really good. Yeah. His Black Cat is excellent, too, if you're not reading that. It Pick is. That it's very good. It's very good. And that's, that's character I don't care about outside of the occasional... Spider-Man, like, appearance, whatever. Never cared about her. He's fleshed that character out so much, and now I'm very interested. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Like, Damon says, uh, Clea came out of nowhere to be the Sorcerer Supreme, but it's just an opportunity to fill in a, a compelling backstory. Sure. You know? And to be perfectly fair, every time there is a new Sorcerer Supreme, they come out of nowhere. It's never like, sure. Wolverine is the new Sorcerer Supreme, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, Brother Voodoo becoming Sorcerer Supreme. I'm like, Loved okay, I, 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 oh. I guess, and I think that's fine. But you know who I don't see like waving his hands around in the air and casting spells? Brother Voodoo. Yeah, that's not something he ever did. Yeah, well, he's a Voodoo guy, which right. is a type it, of magic. And that's not what Voodoo is. Yeah. Um, you know, if they had said like, yeah, Hellstrom's the new Sorcerer Supreme, I'd been like, okay. I mean, I guess I get it. That's a bad idea, but I get it. Damon Chan seems to think Clea is not going to be the Sorcerer Supreme forever, and Doctor Strange will be back at some point. Damon, I don't know what he's talking. about. I don't about. think you've it's ever like read Damon a comic never, book. Yeah, what is it? Your first. Come day, on, Damon. man. Marvel Jeez. wouldn't lie to us like this. <laughs> All right. From the news that made Joe Patrick's heart grow three sizes, desk the legendary series World's Finest is returning in March by. Mark Wade and Dan Mora, buckle up, nerds, Batman and <laughs> Superman, no more. In a bid to prove that naming a title after two superhero names is dumb, 
It is kind of dumb. It's, it's uncreative at the it's very least. Dumb. Yeah. World World's Finest makes its triumphant return. It is described as a quote brand new day for the classic superhero pairing. Batman slash Superman colon World's Finest. You can't get away with putting their names uh, on the thing. It's uh, just how they got to do it. Yeah. It's a continuation of the Wade and Mora uh, Dark Knight and Man of Steel team up that is going to begin in a backup story in January's Detective Comics 1050. Uh, it is one of several backup stories in that oversized issue because, you know, we just had a milestone at a thousand. Let's have another one at 1050. Come on. 1050. That is not a thing. That's not a that's relax. Not a, Every, that's not a number. Anybody. Celebrates. It, but they do this stuff all the time. They're like for, celebrating 44 issues of what? <laughs> uh, okay. sure. I mean, whatever. Uh, Matt, do classic team up titles still resonate with anyone other than old, bitter man babies like us? They do. They absolutely do. World's finest Marvel team up, you know, Marvel two in one. These books mean something. They are a place to do stuff like this. And it, yes, it's very important. We just reviewed that Captain America and Iron Man team up, right, mm-hmm. and this week. That we were both like, duh, what, what is this? Why are we doing it? You tricked me into buying it. I barely care about this. All you got to do is put Marvel team up on the cover. Marvel team up, Captain America well, and Iron I mean, Man. I'm not no, saying that makes a comic that, book better, right. but we know what it is at that point. Right. Yeah, I mean, I look. That branding is important. A, I'm not a dummy. I look at a book called Captain America Iron Man, I know it's a team-up comic. Sure. I'm, I'm not an idiot. But I, I, there is a cachet that comes with the name. World's yes. Finest is a very was a very, very long-running series. It started in the 40s. It, it started out, uh, the first couple issues were, uh, I believe, called World's Fair Comics. And then they changed the name to World's Finest Comics, and it became a Batman, Superman, uh, and you know, Robin, because he's everywhere. It just got uh, increasingly difficult to put Batman and Superman at the World's Fair in every issue. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh, God, God, gotta come up with another World's Fair story. <laughs> it's like, sir, they just don't have the World's Fair every month. <laughs> I think it's uh, brave that they are using the brand new day to where Batman is going to go to Satan and give up his marriage Neuron. to yeah, Superman to, to bring yeah, his parents gonna, back, you know, but then except ba- it's all neon green. Right. At Superman's no, going like, to forget yeah. that he was ever married to Batman. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's a, it's a tragic love story. Um, yeah. So world's finest, it's got a lot of cachet at DC and I remember dating as far back as, um, what was it? 2001, 2003 yeah. when, uh, they launched Superman, Batman, and I was like, that's dumb. Why don't they just call it World's Finest? And then it became Batman Superman because everybody knows Batman outsells Superman. Right, Ugh. yeah. And it's just like, uh, come on, man. So dumb. I, I, like, I I love that they're uh, embracing the legacy. Uh, I think that obviously the big the big draw for me is Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Um, having Mark Wade uh, in an ongoing capacity at DC makes me very happy. Oh, yes. And yes. uh, I, I think that this is huge. And yeah, I... I as much as I love books like Marvel two and one and Marvel team up, the problem with books like that is uh, the rotating cast, right? Sure. You've got, you've got one lead, right, the thing or Spider-Man or right. whatever with brave and the bold. It was Batman, but it, where you've got a different guest star every month that can be an easy way for um, fans to eject, right? Like, sure. Oh, this issue's got Elongated Man and Robin in it. I remember very distinctly getting an issue of DC Comics Presents 
And I had some other ones that were great. It's like, oh yeah, this OMAC one where they by George Perez where they fight the murder mech. That's awesome. And this one, uh, it's Superman, elongated man, and Robin, and they go to the circus. It's like, <laughs> what the? F-? So. I think having just like a dedicated, it's these guys every time. Yeah. Like cable and Deadpool, right. You know, like there's a reason why that book resonated and lasted as long as it did. Yeah. I think that it's, I think it's a great idea. It's long overdue and I'm very excited about it. Totally. No, I think so too. And I think the bigger story is Mark Wade being back at DC and just name him your See, you know, you're see, just do it. You, you well, I mean, the only thing I would just say, you know, if if it keeps him from writing stuff, maybe don't. I don't like, even care if they just put a crown on him and he's like a monarch in name only and they just call him the king of sure. DC Comics. That's like, like fine, l- like the like the queen, <laughs> exactly. Right, yeah, no, I love this. All right, let's set up our question of the week and then let's open these damn phone lines. To these nerds, what do we got, Joe? All right, well, this week's question was submitted by us and it is holiday themed in honor of the season. Which comic book family would you most like to spend the holidays with? We're talking about you, the person, Jimbo, Harvey Locust, JD Gotta Catch. Right. If you got invited to a comic book family holiday gathering, which comic book family would you choose? Which comic book family do you want to spend your Honda days or your Toyota-thon with? I cannot wait to hear what nightmare manga or anime uh family gym <laughs> yeah, chooses that'd be awesome <laughs> like i can't wait to spend the family my, the holidays with chainsaw man okay great jd got a catch get in here he was waiting patiently in the zoom which means we got to change that link <laughs> not not because i'm trying to get rid of jd but that means like i don't know when i'm just gonna like turn on and someone's gonna be like hey wieners no <laughs> oh yeah like that's never happened before yeah i mean like when i'm looking for it and i'm ready for it that's a different thing so that's but true. jd that's how true. are you today I'm good. I'm good. Um, so I was excited. Actually, reading the the prompt for today's show, I found out about this Clea Sorcerer Supreme thing, and I gotta say, I'm stoked. And um, the thing is, is Clea has been a pretty big part of Doctor Strange more recently than you guys are letting on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, around. that's fair. Like, I'm I am not up to date on all Strange happenings. Okay, so. I didn't yeah, realize Joe didn't realize that. that. I I thought Joe was just sort of speaking about like the last. I am speaking. I was speaking years, historically. Like historically, Clea is a pretty. The last big story arc that she absentee. was part of was Harold uh, Supreme in 2019 when Doctor Strange is trying to oh, keep yeah. Galactus being the entire mystical realms. Right. And that was actually. Uh, I, that was kind of like the end of them, you know, because he kind of, you know, there was a, they, they had a kind of a break at the end. Right. But it was, but it definitely addressed the whole thing that, yes, they're still married. Um, she also had a pretty good, pretty big part of the, uh, there was a story arc in Jason Aaron's right after Zelma joined the team that uh, was. Uh, oh, like his assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's kind of my, that's, I think that's my answer of the week. I was, I was, Torn between saying Marco and Elena from Saga, but I think for me, and it's kind of an, un, an unusual family unit, but I like the idea of found family, but it's the idea. I would love to hang out with Strange, Wong, and Zelma. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that would be the, the coolest. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, and I think Zelma is a wildly underrated new character in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. I like her too. Um, I think the, the inclusion of her, the fact that she is, you know, pretty much all but the headmaster of Strange Academy now. Right. You know, she pretty much runs that place. 
um, and is you know just a human. She's just a great character all the way around. She is that, fantastic. And, I love and I do her. love the and I do love the snakes in the, yeah. In the same I do. I get a kick out of the the talking snakes that are constantly trying to lure people. Yeah. Um, JD, you brought something up that I totally forgot. Clea and Doctor Strange never got divorced. That's right. They're still always, totally married. married. Separated, but yeah, they, they, they've always been. They've I was been looking married. it up. They have never been divorced. I didn't yeah. know. Uh, then he was stepping out on her yeah. with a night nurse in the he just early doesn't, 2000s. Yeah, I think he just won't sign the paperwork or something. So. Shit, he stepped out on her with night nurse. He stepped out on her, out on her with Captain Marvel. Yeah. What? Yeah, Steve gets around, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, Captain Marvel and, and Strange, they knock boots. Steve likes to party. Damn. Yeah, dude. Rather recently, actually. That's in the most recent, uh, just his last previous uh, story arc in Kelly Thompson's run of... Uh, people forget uh, that like Stephen Strange was sort of like the the mirror image of Tony Stark for a while there. Where, like Tony was a tech yeah, guy, yeah, he's a, he's but a Stephen's beard, like he's the, one of the, the cocky magic bros. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that that Kelly Thompson Captain Marvel run has been really really good. It very um, much has. Yeah, I got I, I got a little annoyed with the idea that it feels like her go to move was to keep putting Carol in alternate universes and alternate timelines. Because there's that first one where she gets stuck on uh, uh, what is it Ellis Island? Yeah, with Nuclear Man, and then they throw her in that far future with the son of Namor Namor and the Enchantress. Yeah, that got that wore on me a little bit too because I, I kind of it starts to feel I, like things don't count. Not only does it feel like things don't count, but it's sort of like we just did this. It's just are we just gonna keep doing this? But I feel like that story arc put us in the position where we come back to the to the present and that idea of trying to stop that future is, has been her yes. go to move. Yeah. And, and, and I just love those, what is it, two or three issues of Carol just trying to wear magic. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it's, it's been, and she's and super every, bad. And every, magical, <laughs> and every magical character in the Marvel Universe, Strange has already gotten to and like, no, we won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, do not Damon, teach her magic. <laughs> Damon Chan in the chat says, Stark and Strange, the mustache bros, definitely have a body count. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's gross, Damon. <laughs> They have a what? A body, a body count. A body count. It means they've oh, racked yeah. up a lot of the yeah, notches man. on their bedpost. They're cute boys. Come on. What do you want from them? I was like, look, I, 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 I mean, Doctor Strange. <laughs> like Doctor Doctor Strange is uh, always portrayed as like this kind of stuffy dude, but he is like he was a rich, handsome, successful yeah. doctor. Like that dude probably pulled down a lot of ladies. Good looking bachelor well, he, he, with he, some he, serious real estate in like downtown New York in the East Village. Not bad, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, and he's cocky and he's arrogant, so of course he's going to. And he's and he's a and he's an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, I mean we know that from oh, the yeah. risks he takes with magic and everything else. So, yeah, there's going to be some releases there. J.D., it is good to talk to you. we got to keep moving because we're on a time schedule today. But we will talk again soon. All right, buddy? Happy holidays, John. Happy yeah, holidays. You too, Frank, Franklin, get in here. Where you at? There you are. He, he's uh, he's labeled it. It's frankincense. Frankincense. It's is the season. Yep. It's frankincense till the, till the new year. Then I have to figure out something new. Fair How enough. are you guys? Good. How are you doing, buddy? Frankenberry. Frankenberry, Cirillo. There you go. Oh, Frankenberry is a little bit of throwback. I assume you're uh, knee deep in Star Trek Discovery. What's that? You're knee deep in Star Trek Discovery. Oh, absolutely. I'm I, I'm loving it. Uh, I, I just wanted to answer the question of the week. My answer would let me do that first. My sure. answer would be either Superman or uh, Steve Rogers. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't want to get killed. You know, I don't want to be killed. Going yeah, yeah, to the next no, I li- I like fair that. enough. I like that. That's fair. Right? 
That's fair. Um, Star Trek Discovery has been really great. Um, one of the things that struck me about the last episode, it had a very original series vibe to it Definitely, when they were yeah. down on that planet. And I'm like, I'm like, this looks like a set from the original series. Yeah. That is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I'm really loving the show. Um, they kind of made, I'm not going to, no spoilers. So, but they did have a kind of a reveal about something that I kind of touched on when we talked about it first was when, when they said uh, the anomaly, the anomaly about the anomaly. And I, again, my, my theory is that it's Beecher. But um, I don't know now. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, like, I don't know now. I, I think it looks like a giant eye, though. Yeah, it looks like. Right? A, uh, looks see, like that's a what you know. What they they showed that uh, they showed that a couple episodes ago, where they yeah. like they zoomed way out and it looked like an eyeball, and I was like, well, but that's not the end. Is that the anomaly, or is that like the solar system? I think that was the anomaly. That's the anomaly. That's Something. The anomaly. It looks like it's a giant eye. Something is looking. Yeah, it does out. look like an eye. Yeah. I I, I still want to. I still kind of want want it to be V'ger. Um, because I've always wanted them to go back to that. Yeah. But I want it to be the big alien that pretends to be Caesar. <laughs> oh, 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 that guy. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, I don't think we're going to get uh, that either. <laughs> that was Apollo. He was, playing oh, okay. Apollo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that could be, that could be interesting. Um, we'll, we'll have to see, but it's, it's really good. I'm really enjoying the show uh, so far. It's, I'm not sure, like, the pacing's a little bit slow this season. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I have felt like like as much as I've enjoyed um, the early episodes of the season, they've all kind of felt, and even though major things have happened, I yeah. think the, the A plots of most of the episodes have felt kind of like filler to me. At least I the don't last have few. a lot of problem with it because I, I feel like the last no. season ran so fast and that crammed so be. much in that I don't mind taking a, a few episodes to catch our breath that was some, yeah do some that personal stuff and they did like sure like yeah. tilly's story has been excellent okay. yeah, like been i like so I, I like the stuff i like the stuff with tilly kind of like taking I, over I, starfleet academy with i love tilly. i think she's amazing yeah, yeah. David i love tilly i she's a great she's like my favorite character on the show i think yeah and i'm hoping that this isn't like a write-off for her and I'm i hope so too actually, yeah i don't I, i'm hoping it's a spin-off i need her on oh, yeah, well there okay so there was a rumor about the starfleet show and if that's yeah. oh okay. that's what they're doing if she's gonna go that was anchor a long that, time ago but maybe, maybe. if that's maybe. what they're doing i'm okay with that but i do really like her personality on the ship and she brings yeah. like this bubbly thing that no one yeah. has ever brought to the show like i like gray <laughs> and i like uh what's her head i can't say the other girl's name uh, um with the symbiote in her Oh, that's uh, Adira. 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 Yeah, Adira. yeah, I love their they, story, they. and they're very human and whatnot. Yes. But they're yes. also still very Star Trek. And Tilly yes. feels like, oh, I loved, I loved the, I loved the android body and the and the. Oh, that was fantastic. Getting, finally it. getting his own his own body. Yeah, so I mean, it's great. I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really invested in the story right now and i'm like i'm like I where love is dr. this Cole, i love dr colber as like yes. a mentor yeah dr colber first of all i i was watching like two the last two episodes i'm like wow they are really bringing his character up front and i'm really loving what yes. they're doing with it because he is you know they they, they kind of like dismissed his whole well you died and came back to life thing and now they're sort of getting back to it they're dealing with a lot of ptsd in this season yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. we need and, to and they've I'm, gone th yeah. that's what i'm saying they've gone through too much in the past two seasons where yes. we need to just stop me like is everyone all right i don't know that i don't know that i mean and, and i get that we don't see every moment of of every day 
mm. for these people. But uh, I, I feel like for, okay, it's been two seasons. So spoilers where I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Considering the fact that these people have jumped forward a thousand years in time. They're all taking it remarkably well. well what else are they supposed right, to do? Right. I mean, just scream no, I mean, well, all the time, you know? No, well, I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> man. Scream yes. to the void. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that there should be, I think that the, there should have been, uh, I, 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 and I also know that they're, you know, they're Starfleets, they're expert engineers uh, and scientists, whatever, whatever. Oh, um, yeah. But like, smart matter. Oh, okay. I guess we're just oh, conjuring things out I of thin that. air now. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let, wrap your head around this. So, so far, the entire three last three seasons of, of Discovery have really only been about a year. Right? Yeah. Not much time has passed. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that first, that one year, most of it was taken up by the time that Michael Burnham was waiting for the Discovery to right. come to the future. Right, right. So it's like, you're only dealing with about four to five months of time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. just starting. I think they're just starting to sort of cover that. One of the faults that I find with the short season, like the 13 episode season, is that there's there's a huge gap of time to wait. You know, when when yes. they had 26 episode seasons, yeah. Next Generation and the DS9 and Voyager and, and Enterprise, you you only waited two months, three months tops right. for the next season to right. start. We're waiting an entire year for it to start. And I, while there are continuous Star Trek on air going through the rest of the year, mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. we're like, we're losing the story. We're losing, like, we're losing bits and pieces of the story. Yeah, I, the- I mean, I, I think it's a fine line because the last thing you want is for them to like crank out a bunch of extra episodes that aren't any good. Yep. That's true. Like, uh, like people were like, people complained about how uh, a lot of the Marvel Netflix stuff, like you didn't need 13 episodes to tell this story. Totally. You know? yeah, totally. And, and I think that with um, discovery, they've done a good job, but mm-hmm. I, I worry about the idea of them padding out a season. But I also am like, okay, when is it coming back? No, well, how sure. About, how about so, a couple of shorts? I want know, quality about, over. Sure, yeah, yeah. Quality, quality over quantity. Any day. Yeah. I'm taking quality over quantity. I agree. I agree. And, and after this, after, after Discovery, we've got Stranger Worlds coming out. Yeah. Which Ooh. is, um, that's going to blow the lid off. Super and I'm, excited. I, I can't wait. That I can't wait for. Super excited. Um, yeah, like, I know. Final thought on Tilly. I just, I'm afraid if they yeah. do take that character away from the show, we kind of lose that Charlie Brown aspect, like, Hey, right. that could be me. Like kind of yeah, I show, could be, you know? cause she is like the one really human element on that show where it's like, yeah. she has faults. She worries that, about things and everyone else is just like figuring out how smart matter works. No problem. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's why everybody loves her because Look, she's I'll so inject these mushrooms into my veins. What do I care? Sure. <laughs> right. right. It's going to help me drive the ship around. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, Super, you know, I'm really enjoying the season, but yeah, definitely, definitely a pacing thing. But you know, you're right; it needs to slow down a bit because we just we went at a breakneck speed. The yeah, last, yeah. The I, last I, I just, I, I just, yeah, it, it's a fine line. And yeah. as much as I like, I, I want, I want more Star Trek all the time. Right. Uh, but I, yeah. I also, like Matt said, like I would much rather them tell a focused story. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
um, yeah. than just give me garbage. Yeah. Like I love Deep Space Nine, Agreed. but you can't yeah. tell me there weren't some episodes in there where you're just like, ugh. Oh, there's a lot of clunkers Like rewatch there, where I just go, yep, skipping that yeah. one. Oh, remember these three. This one again. Skipping those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Frank, we got to keep moving, Great man. talking to you guys. Happy yeah. holidays. Happy you holidays, too, brother. Right. Harvey friggin' Locust crawled out of bed. Look at this guy. I'm so proud of him whenever he's awake before noon. Harvey, how are you? Hey guys, how's it going? Good, hey buddy. What are we rapping about? <laughs> uh, hot guy, of course. Hot guy. Yes, hot guy, bro. Um, bro. So, okay, and, and I'm not cutting you off. I, I want to hear about it, but our friend Zach hit us up in the chat, and I had not been looking at, like, I'm so afraid of, like, Hawkeye spoilers that I won't look at anybody talking about it, but they keep kind of drilling into the fact that the wife knows a lot about his life and knows how it's going and is a part of, like... Hawkeye as you know a secret agent and whatnot and yeah. he was like what if we find out she's an agent and I went what if she used to be Mockingbird <laughs> it's like oh my god no. and it would be a massive F you to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so I listen to a bunch of podcasts about the Marvel Universe sure. do they fight like us Harvey do they argue like we do no that's why they're not any good um, but um okay so there are uh series out there that that there is a shield agent named Laura something. I can't remember her last name and that this is more likely to be her than because her name is Laura. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but she was a shield agent. She was, you know, worked very closely with fury. So I, I think it might go more that way. I think mocking. Yeah. I don't think she'd be mockingbird, but it wouldn't surprise me to find out that she worked for shield at one point. Right. Um, which, which would be cool. Yeah. You know, but fine with it. Maybe she was like in intelligence, maybe, you know, like she sat and decoded messages and stuff. I don't know. I mean, not everybody that works for shield was in the field flipping around and shooting people, you know, but you know, uh, you guys were both saying it would be a big fuck you to agents of shield. What I think, you know, now that we've got, uh, you know, uncle in the, in the scene, <laughs> <laughs> I, what I think would be a really great ending to this series is if the watch at the end of the show, we see Hawkeye deliver the watch to the person who it belonged to. And that is Phil Coulson. Oh, that would make me happy. I don't that know. Would make me smile. Um, yeah. I mean, if he would be the one person to know that uh, Coulson was still alive. Yeah. The show he's not. I mean, yeah. but, you know, LMD with his, brain downloaded into it i think they definitely did phil colson really dirty and we it would be nice for them to either be like yeah that didn't happen don't worry about it or yeah that was all a cover story you know don't worry about it <laughs> like and yeah because like go back and watch those early iron man movies and like captain america phil colson was a fantastic character and it's not yeah. his fault that right. Jeff Loeb was like, I want him over here. And he was like, it's a paycheck. Yeah, let's do this, you know? And he went and did Marvel TV. I mean, I mean, that was, and that was before, that was, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out, Marvel Studios and Marvel Television were, in theory, still linked. Right. And and so, you know, there was, because we had, like, Nick Fury showed up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Sif showed up. Like, there was no reason why they had to keep it separate until the 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 split until the inhumans big, ruined everything and they're like oh until until <laughs> kevin until kevin feige took somebody else's ball and went home with it and and disney just let him um but uh i mean and bless him because we are a better better off yes. than he did but 
I, I'm kind of sad uh, at the idea of an MCU with no Phil Coulson. Yeah. Um, and especially when they keep bringing him back in like, you know, they bring him back in Captain Marvel. It yeah. was flashback, but like, like people still like Coulson. Like, just yeah. find a way to bring Coulson back. Just like you found a way to bring Kingpin back. Sure. You know, it's like, you can do it. You and can do it. Just do it and rip off the Band-Aid. People will accept it. It'll be fine. Well, let's talk about a, a payoff. Okay. What would the payoff be if the watch belongs to who else? I mean, you know, like there's got to be a payoff here. You're making a thing of it. And they can't be like, oh, it belonged to the Falcon. You know, like that doesn't make sense. What? So you know, I, I, mean, I, I, I uh, my my immediate thought from the beginning was that it looked very similar or uh, it, it looked like it could have been like the watch Tony war in civil war that he like, you know, he pushed a button on it and it became a repulsor glove. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Oh yeah. It's like stealth Stark weaponry that they, uh, that they know that they can get at. Sure. But what's the payoff? He sets it on Tony's grave and walks away. You know, no, I mean the payoff, the pay, like the bad guys are after it and they're trying to keep it out of the hands of the bad guys. Sure. That's the, that's the payoff. But the more I watched the show, like I, when 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 the theories about Laura started to come around, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, I hope she's Mockingbird. That would be so. Uh, cool. I don't. I don't think that they that they'll do that. Um, I hope that they do, and I say this as an Agents of Shield fan. I think it would be fine. Just again, we already know that they're ignoring Agents of Shield. Right. Rip off the bandaid. Tell me she's Bobby Morse in disguise. Sure. Whatever. But Netflix. So. And they're not, you know. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I, after that, after that stuff started swirling around, I thought, oh, well, maybe the watch is Laura's. But that does. I mean, it's a man's watch. It's it's a man's watch. Why would Laura have a like, what's the big deal of Laura having a watch? Yeah, girls now, can't wear boy watches. That's think, crazy. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I just mean like that's that's not like why would this be something people are after? You know, it's <laughs> right. like, oh, this random agent had right. a watch. Yeah. Or like, um. And now that that uh, Kate found it, found the watch with a list of Clint's family. Sure. Next. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It could it, like it have hidden secrets in it. Yeah. Um, I, I and, first thought it would be a key and this was going to be a key to Tony's vault. And that's how we were going to start. Armor sure. Wars. Yeah. Like um, maybe like an RFID, like, yeah. a, like a key fob to the armor vault or and that's a good point they could bring it to war machine and be like hey this was tony's you need to take this so it doesn't fall into anyone else's hands and then like this is how iron war starts or something yeah but i mean the more i now now that we know what we know what we always knew was going to be true about uncle yeah the more i think that it's the more likely explanation is that it is the kingpin's watch it's just the kingpin's watch and for some reason why would that have was, been in in I, the hell i don't we shit? we don't know we don't know why it would we don't know why it was on the in the avengers compound we don't know why it's so important that the kingpin get the watch back didn't he say it for some to reason a friend of mine though yeah oh you know what you're right he said it belonged to a friend of mine that's not the king you're right you're right he did but i mean he also like he could have been being cagey somebody. about it, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah. He said it would expose somebody's ID. I like, yes, actually you're right, Harvey. Thank yeah. you. You're and right. Harv, I like the idea of Phil Coulson. I think that is the one emotional payoff that could, if you're just going to do something short with that, like return the watch, we think it's a big thing and it's like, it's yours, you know? And he's like, thanks man. You're, you're still alive. Good to see you. I won't tell anybody goodbye. You yeah. Know? And he a, gets his a happy. friend, a friend, uh, John Tully, uh, says it, he, they said he, it's a friend who's out of the game. Come on. That's Phil Coulson, so, right? I mean, so I guess I think that means it's either Linda or, or Laura or or 
uh, somebody else. Or Phil, I think yeah. it, I think it has to be somebody we know. Yes. Because otherwise, what's the point? Right. Right. That's my point. If you want oh, an emotional so. payoff, Colson's where it's at. Yeah. One more theory for what, what's going to happen at the end of this show is uh, Kate. You know how they've been staying at Kate's aunt's aunt's house. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see Kate's aunt at the end, and it's going to be La Contessa. Ooh. They both have black hair. <laughs> I think, okay. I think if it was the Contessa, I think Kate. No, we never saw Kate's aunt. No, but I'm saying, I, yeah. I think no. if it was a Contessa, one, she'd have a nicer place. Two, Kate would have it's like true. a little hint of white in her hair somewhere. And we'd be well, like, it was there all the time. <laughs> now, like, look, this Contessa. First of all, that's not how hair color works, you dummy. Yeah, but you, that's what they would do. To, so they'd be like, no, they wouldn't. And also, Val, Val's hair is not white. It, she's purple. She's got a, a streak of purple in her hair. Oh, that's right. Years. I'm thinking a comic contestant. So. Yeah. Um. But uh, no, like I, they, there is a named character already. Uh, that, like I forget what the aunt's name is, but I, I believe in the comics she exists. Um, and there are a bunch of hints, uh, like she was, a, she's a known actress, like she's been in movies and stuff. And so like, there's no mystery about who she is. It's just a mystery to us. Like right. the world knows this person. Yeah. And, um, but like, I'm, I'm waiting for them to reveal something involving Madam Mask. And I don't know if they're going to make, they're going to like do a retcon and say that the mom is Madam Mask, which it would be. A departure from the comics, but thematically fitting uh, for Kate. Yeah. Uh, but if the ant, the, maybe the ant is secretly Madame Mask, but somebody, some Madame Mask's got to be somewhere in this mix coming up. I think coming up. I think yeah. so too. I don't think you're wrong. Harv, we got to keep I, rolling here, man. It is good to talk to you, brother. Later, Harvey. Have a good Christmas. Buddy. I like the Madam uh, Mask call, but I don't think it's the ant. I, I, I just no, I don't think it's the ant because we haven't seen the ant. I right. think the ant is just a running joke because she for, like she's got a suit that looks like David S. Pumpkins. Like, yeah. come on, like why? Yeah. The ant is not going to be some. She's going to be. She's going to be related to uh, what's his name, Willie Boner from the Scarlet Witch show or something like. What was yeah, that? yeah, right. <laughs> David Robbins, how are you, buddy? Willie Boner. <laughs> While David is figuring stuff out, I had one final thought about uh, Hawkeye, or I mean, it doesn't have to be final if David has things to say, but uh, Jack. Uh, with one episode to go, I'm a little bit worried that Jack is going to be a red herring and that the, all of this like, oh, Jack's good with swords and blah, blah, blah. He's shady and he doesn't understand normal human idioms. Like he's a Kotati alien. I, t- I call well, this people, people are like scroll. <laughs> he's a scroll, which I guess would make sense considering where we're going. Yeah. And the but, way he acts. But I mean, I think he can just be you know, like, he's, he's, he's just a guy who thinks he's smarter than he is, but I'm worried. I'm worried. He's going to be a, a red herring. Now that we know that the mom is a bad guy. Yeah. Something creepy. That could be but like, they, like why would they don't, don't tease me with the swordsman and not make him be the swordsman. Yeah. And like it's fine. It's fine if he's a patsy. Yes, David, you sound better now. Excellent. There he is. How are you, buddy? My system was all screwed up. I had just repatched some stuff. It happens. All right. Uh, doing all right, guys. How you guys doing this morning? Real good. Real good. What are we wrapping? Thank you. Excellent. Um. So, uh, I was at C two E two last week. Oh, nice. Amongst other the things. December one. Yes. Yeah, and yes. there's another one in six months. <laughs> there, there's another one in eight months. The same weekend oh, as months? Gen Con. That's right. That's right. How was C two E two? Uh, C2E2 was different. Um, it was good. 
Uh, they sold out of three-day badges, but I suspect they were at at least 60% capacity for yeah. what they sold. That's what I heard. Um, but it was the vet vendors were happy to be there. Artists were happy to be there. Um, just kind of being out in the world and some semblance of normalcy. Sure. Marvel and DC um, did not have a presence there, right? Uh, no Marvel, no DC, no Dark Horse, no Weta. Oh, wow. Um, who have all typically been there in the past. Um, so the show floor was a little odd because they're normally front and center. Yeah. And really big, taking up yeah. a lot of room. They do. They do. Um, the show floor uh, was, it felt open. It didn't feel congested, um, but I don't think they used the entire space. Like they did uh, shorten it up a little bit. But sure. It, it did, did feel still good. Um, but there were some people telling me some crap from Emerald City from the week before, because that was also uh, Reed's show as well, uh, that at Emerald City, they restricted badges to 25% capacity. Right. Uh, but did not tell vendors. Oh, neat. Yeah, didn't tell vendors. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'll bet, but I bet they grossly discounted their tables too, though. To be uh, honest, no, right? no, 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 oh, no. Oh, they didn't? No, no. Hmm. No. Seen uh, that as, somebody, as somebody who has lived through uh, this particular hell, uh, let me tell you that there's nothing that a retailer loves more than a show that has far fewer attendees than you were expecting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm also of the mindset, though, like I get why Reed pop had to do this one in December because they have a contract and they have to host one yearly and they were threatened to lose the space and stuff. Yeah. But at that same time, let's discount it. Let's understand that this is different. Is it's that what happened? Different. Yeah. That's so why they, they had they, to do it. From what I understand. So, and this is second and third hand information. Um, 2020 was an anomaly right. and everybody, you know, things were, you know, not allowed to happen, things like that. But once 2020 rolled around and venues opened up at, at albeit reduced capacity, those contracts that were kind of pushed off kind of said, yeah, you have to hold something or you're in mm -hmm. violation of contract. You lose your future dates, you yep. lose your deposit, you lose everything. So they had to get something in in the calendar year 2021. They realized, well, we can't do another one when we would normally do it in 2022, being in, in March, April. So they went to the only time they could do it in was in August, which is three weeks after Fan Expo is going to be in Rosemont. Yeah. Uh, and the same weekend as Gen Con is going to be going on in Indianapolis. So there's a lot of vendors going, um, we don't know what the hell we're going to do because. Right. Who can afford that sell, that fast? Well, by are the we going to sell to the same market in yeah. three weeks? Um, are we going to have time to rebuild stock? Are yeah. we going to just want to go to Gen Con as opposed to selling at C2E2? So there's a lot of vendors that I talk to that are don't know what they're going to do in 2022 in that July, August. I don't day. go. If I'm that vendor, I'm not going right now until this stuff shakes out and we get it figured out. It's I'm sorry. It's not no, worth your time. It, look, I look, I'm so, yeah. listen again. I, I don't want this to be uh, the case where every time somebody brings up doing something fun, like going to a movie or a convention, God love you. If you feel comfortable doing so, I do not. Sure. I do not want this to be the show where we say, Listen up, fuckers. Stop being idiots. Um, but I swear to you, I heard on the news this week that it is possible for somebody to catch the Delta variant and Omicron. Well, let's at the let's same slow down time. because that's no, not I'm verified saying, like, stuff. I mean, like, let's, but, 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 <laughs> I get it. But, but I get but what look, you're saying. No, I, I don't give it. I don't give a shit if it's verified. But like, if somebody, uh, if somebody in a lab coat. 
goes on the news and says, yeah, we're worried about this. Okay. Then I don't want to hear a damn word about how uh, contracts are being broken because they're not going to have right. a convention. Yeah. I get that. There's a, there's a much bigger worry, but there is a reality as well. There were a lot of vendors. This is how they make their money. They, they follow no, I mean, the I, shows. I understand. Like, look, that sucks. I, sympath- I sympathize for theater owners or for people who make a living going to conventions, but guess what? You know what is a huge impact, a huge impediment to making a living? Making a dying. Sure. Yeah. Like so, just, I, I will. I will say this. Um, I did feel com- mostly comfortable on the show floor at C two E two. Number one, I wasn't waiting in line for any autographs or photos this time around, so I, I didn't have to wait in those queues. But you had to, in order to get into the show itself, you either had to show proof of vaccination, good, or uh, on a daily basis negative test result within, I think, 72 hours good. of the entrance of the show. That's good. So that was a daily check. Um, if like you were it. vaccinated, you got a wristband that wasn't removable if it was tightened enough and you had to keep it on all weekend or get a new one every day. So they did have that. And I did feel fairly comfortable on the show floor. Good. A lot of now, dirty, a lot of dirty wrists. But I, I think it comes down to the sure. fact though, like what Joe was saying, like, look, if the NFL can postpone games because of this, the NFL, the biggest, a hundred, a hundred players, a hundred players have yeah, COVID. Like then guess what? C2E2, you can figure it out too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you can it's figure like, it I mean, out. Like <laughs> when they did it, like, I feel like when they did, um, virtual, San Diego two years ago yeah, or, or in 2020. I was like, yes. I mean, I know it's not the same, but you guys can figure out it's 2021. We can figure out how to do something virtually. For sure. The problem lies that, in the fact allows, that, they that didn't kind make of any money. mimics the fan experience. Yes. I know it's, I know vendor for vendors. It's a whole different kettle of fish, but as far as like fan concerns or whatever, like, we got to figure something out. We can't I, I just will, like we can't just like drive our sports car full bore into the into no, of the course, of course. yard full say, of school children. I will say, and I, I understand. I totally understand your point, Joe. Um, I was exceptionally happy to be there this past weekend. Um, I need social contact. Sure, you know I understand and, that. Sure, you know, and I, I like my group, we were all sharing a room and we were going to go out to dinner with some friends from uh, out of town. And about an hour before we went, I got a message from my, my group in our room saying, we're all peopled out. You need contact with people go to dinner. Like they wanted us to crash in the room. They knew I needed to be around people. Sure, I needed to sure. have the interaction. And that is what I took away from the weekend more than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do the charity event and it was a lot of talking to vendors that have given to us in the past going, how are you doing? How, how have you been for the past year and a half? Are you doing okay? It was a lot of that kind of interaction that was my entire goal for this past weekend. Yeah. And you know, that's, like the the doing it virtually great watching panels great seeing all that stuff great but there is kind of no substitute for being in the same room listening to a bunch of people laugh yeah, how ridiculous I mean, I, yes uh, I, I, are. I understand 100 yeah. i like i get that but like i i personally i am i'm all i've always been a loner sure. like i i have no and a rebel I have, and that's right Dottie. yeah I, I have, I have, I've never had any problem just like keeping to myself, you know, uh, doodling in my room, reading comics, whatever. But I understand that for a lot of people, human contact is an essential part of their mental health. Yeah. And that is important. 
And but it, it's got to be a deeply personal decision, sure. and that sure. And I and I and I think that, um, you know, the I I, I get what you're saying, Joe. But the, I I think that there's a difference between saying, "Hey, let's find a way for us to be together." Yes. And a corporate entity to say, "We are inviting thousands of strangers right. together to be in this space." No, Reed Pop needs to and, handle it differently, and the, I I think the building I, I think needs to handle it differently. We're, we're not, we don't have it figured out yet. Yes. And that's why things are getting worse, not better. Yes. Yeah. And the um, vendors need to be charged differently. Spaces need to be bigger. You, it just needs to change for now. We can go back to that later. Yeah, I mean, but we can't just act to, like it's over right now. We can't, but to put it on, to put it on a smaller scale, it's like people are saying people are coming out of Spider-Man. No way home going. This is the kind of like, this is an end game kind of situation where it's like, you need to be in a room with yeah. people cheering and reacting to the things that you're all seeing together. And I get that. And I want that more than anything, but I'm not setting foot in it. And I will say I'm I went at three o'clock it. yesterday. I went to see Spider-Man no way home thinking there, there won't be anywhere here at three o'clock theater was packed. It was yeah, packed. I'm going tonight. And I tonight. hands it's, in my pocket and, and I wore a mask the whole time and I loved same. it. And I cheered yeah. at some things and then people cheered at some things that I went, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's just like, I, I guess it, what it comes down to for me is, uh, let people find a way to be with people. Sure. And maybe stop inviting the sort of thing that attracts uh, people that don't care about safety. Yeah. That aren't going to be as diligent as uh, that, as the next person um, that are going to bring their high risk behavior into a room full of people that have been good for two years. For so, sure. Like, I, I think that we need to figure this out better and stop telling people you know, Broadway's back, baby, or whatever. Right. Fill in the blank is back. And, right. and and then six months later going, oh, shit, we were wrong. Things aren't back. The Rockettes are shutting down. Right. The NFL, the entire NFL has COVID. Hamilton it, shut down. Yeah, it's just like, it's yeah. like this is yeah. why we, we're still figuring it we out. We don't do that. David, so. we got to keep moving. Though. You have anything else? We got to keep going here. Uh, Hawkeye's Let's, been great. Hawkeye's don't been, don't been let us end on a bummer, David. No, 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 Take uh, a, Hawkeye's bring it up. been great. Uh, I'm totally in for that. Um, the third campaign of Critical Role is phenomenal. Uh, I'm I'm loving the hell out of that. What they're doing there, um, and uh, just the the gaming world is has got good stuff going on in it. Ooh, uh, uh, if you if you could spend the holidays with one comic book family, who would it be? Um, X Men. We're talking found families. Good one. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a good one. That's and a good it's one. Unlikely yeah. that they're going to be. I would want, but I would want like late eighties. You know, mansion X Men students and stuff like. Well, I'm yeah, I don't want right, to. I'm yeah, not going yeah, to Krakoa. Yeah. It's too weird. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, I'm talking mid '90s with Gen X and. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. dude. Uh, I, yes, totally. yeah. I want everybody around the table. Like we read that. We read. Yeah. That we, a couple of months ago when we did. Um, Joe, keep going, David. It's good to talk to you. Happy holidays, buddy. When we you read too, that, guys, be well. Bye, David. When we read that X Men issue where John Romita Jr. drew it and all the X Men, like everybody in the X Men was around the table for Thanksgiving. Like that's the kind of thing. That's, yeah. That's, that's exactly thing. what I'm talking about. Like, You're right. I want to yeah. sit by Nightcrawler and Colossus. I want to try and make magic laugh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, for sure, for yeah, sure, 100%. Jimbo, how are you, brother? I'm doing good, uh, Joe. I'm not going to Chainsaw Man. Well, I would die so fast. <laughs> not safe. Not safe at all. No, Jim is made no. of meat, and anything made of meat is in trouble with Chainsaw Man. So. That, that is that is a that is a factual statement right there. So that's kind of like a that's a nice that could be like a nice uh, man thing esque. Uh, catchphrase if you 
uh, anything that knows meat. <laughs> anything cuts at the anything touch of, of made of meat <laughs> dies at the hands of the chainsaw man. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so I would what I would like to go. We're going to Dragon Ball Z. We're gonna we're gonna eat at Bulma and Vegeta's place. Nice. The, she's the richest. They're the richest family in the world. She's yeah. the smartest woman in the world. She knows her spreads. She knows how to host. I'll be safe because if a fight does break out, I'll be instantly vaporized. I'm yeah. feeling you have to worry about it. Oh yeah, yeah. somebody yeah, will no, clap their like, hands so hard that like <laughs> you're just a red you're just, mist. You're, you know? you're going to turn to you're yeah you're going to just evaporate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just dead. Uh, let's see. Uh, Anne Rice passing. I know you just watched the movie, Joe. I, used, I did just watch the movie. I read all of her vampire novels back way way back in uh, the day. So. She was very, very popular. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, interview with the vampire. Uh, so for, for a long, long time, you know, like obviously I haven't, I had this impression of Anne Rice. It's like, ah, Anne Rice is for goth nerds. Right. But like so many people, well, I mean, yeah, I think, not, yes. I'm not saying that's not true, <laughs> but like so many people, so many people love Anne Rice, sure. loved her work. And interview with the vampire. I was like, oh man, that movie, look at that insufferable looking movie. That wasn't Anne Rice's fault. But, but no, that's how I felt. That's how right. I thought like on the outside looking in, but I watched interview with the vampire last week. That movie is great. It is. It's legitimately excellent. Okay. Um, it is. The book is a lot better. Well, yes, of course. But that's, <laughs> a lot the, that's, the case with, and they, that's the case with a lot of stuff. They violently right? changed some stuff in that story. So Tom yeah, Cruise would I stop being a jerk basically. Cruz came in through his weight around and was like, I'm not doing that. That's too gay. I'm not doing that. That's too effeminate. Oh, but that book is super gay. That that movie is yeah. so gay. Not as gay as the book, baby. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, vampires are very gay. Yeah. Very gay. So, like, Anne Rice was, I, like, I get why people are heavy into her books and stuff. I'm just not heavy into that kind of vampire, you know, stories or whatever. And I think there was an episode, there was an issue of Preacher where Cassidy, the vampire of the group, went down to Louisiana and hooked up with yes. these like very Anne Rice vampires that like <laughs> wore frilly sleeves and spoke, yeah, you know, like right. they, in they, poetry they, and stuff. And he was like, you guys are the fucking worst. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they, they pranced around. Yeah, that's true. I, that's a pretty great, that's a great story. Yeah. I mean, and look, I like will take Anne Rice vampires me, over Twilight vampires any day of the week, though. But I'll part of me, that. part of me wants to say that, look, like I watched Interview with the Vampire for all the things you say about the style, at least like Louis, the Brad Pitt character modernized. And so every time Lestat came back and he was still with the cravats and the frilly sleeves, it got more and more ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, then they like they know like she knows that that's very silly. Yeah, like I, she obviously knows that that is a ridiculous. I don't thing. think that movie's that great, but I'm glad you. Uh, like no, it. it is a good movie. It's a very good it. movie. The performances are incredible. Kristen Dunst, who knew? Ten year old Kristen Dunst, best part of that movie. Yeah, she was great. Went on, oh, to, yeah. and then she was in Aloha. Oof. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, the other thing else, uh, I really enjoyed Wheel of Time. Um, really? Yeah. Do I, I need I, to I, give I, it more of a chance? I've watched. I watched three episodes and I was just like at the end of three episodes, I okay. sat down and I, and this is not me knocking if you like it, but I sat down and I said, okay, I don't think I can name any of the characters. Right. I'm still not totally sure how the world works or what's going on. And I don't feel like I care. <laughs> you know what? I, I, as far episodes, as, uh, no, uh, after three episodes, I was kind of with you. I gave it to episode four, episode four. I was like all in after that episode. I was like this. Okay. This is where we could go. Okay. Let's do that. 
So I would say give it one more episode. And if you don't feel anything in your cold black heart, move along. But, but see, I, as, I, as far as not knowing the characters, I felt the same way about The Expanse. And I've seen two seasons of that show. I still can't tell you the names of anybody. Oh, get out of here. The Expanse is fantastic. You're just wrong. No, that's not a, com- that's not a complaint about the... I, I just got done saying that that's not a complaint about The Expanse. It's just that, like, it's such a varied cast and a varied collection of sure. uh, plot lines that moves around a ton. And so it, it's hard to keep track of, kind of like Game of Thrones, if you weren't, like, super focused on Game of Thrones. And if it wasn't such a cultural phenomenon, you'd probably have a hard time telling your... You, your your Rob Starks from your John Starks right, from right, your right. whatever's, um, yeah. Like I've only seen one episode, and I was just like, meh. Um, but I'd like to keep up. So I need to give it another chance. What you're saying, Jim? Just just do episode four. If you don't feel it after episode four, then stop. Okay. But I really. I tried reading the book four. too. I was like, I'm going to read this book. People love it, and I got neck deep into it, and it was just like, ah, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and like, not that it was like bad. It wasn't bad. It just boring. I'm just hungry for some fantasy. For fantasy. I know Witcher started, so I'll, I'll start on that. But all right, <laughs> yeah. And The Witcher is back, and that I'd much rather invest my time there. I loved it, and, it, and I, I loved that first Witcher series so much. I read the books, all of them, and they're fantastic. They are fantastic. They're so uh, good. good. Yes. Uh, so I just want to say before we uh, let you go, Jim, that Matt Bomb was uh, called out. By his wife in the chat. Oh no! Uh, Emma Stone was in Aloha. I was thinking it wasn't, of the. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Aloha. You're thinking of Elizabeth Town. Elizabeth Town. Terrible. Oh, those are the Orlando Bloom. Right? Yes. Oh. Or Orlando it's Bloom. A, it's a Cameron Crowe movie. Yeah, it's terrible. Orlando <laughs> Bloom tries to play a human being, and it doesn't come off well at all. <laughs> like oh. you want Orlando Bloom to be an elf? Sure. You want Orlando Bloom to be a. a a pirate? Yeah, I can see that, you know, or like king of some make believe, you know, sure. That's Orlando Bloom. Like he's a normal guy like you and me. Like, nah, no. no he's, he's way too gorgeous. No friggin' way. <laughs> no. Jim, good to talk to you, man. I take care, guys. But uh, thanks everybody that played along. We'll be back next year to do this again. And by then, maybe we can talk about Spider Man uh, No Way Home. I did see yesterday, no spoilers. I very much enjoyed it. And all I will say is I think they have put the character in a place where I am more excited for Spider-Man now than I think I was after the first film, quite honestly. Wow. So, yeah, I, I, they really have. It's it's big. It's bombastic. It's definitely messy. You're going to hear a lot of people going like, I don't know, man. There was a lot. There was a lot. There's I haven't definitely heard anybody lot. say that. I haven't heard anybody say that. I've, all I've heard is like, I can't believe they did it. They did it. Don't believe what they're hearing. It is not just two and a half hours of fan service. No, it, like, no, it's, it's emotional and it's poignant and it's powerful. They pull it off very funny. well. And like, this is all just things I've heard from people that are like, I don't know. I'm worried about this yeah. movie. No, they, they pull it off very well. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Everybody let's, you know, do what we got to do and try and see I, it if you can. I just, and I can't, I can't wait to see the big wheel on the silver screen. Oh, I'm so man. excited. Big wheel and rocket racer both are there. And when they team up, it's terrifying. Oh my God. <laughs> all right. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. It is voicemail time in the ziggurat. Looks like we have, yeah, just the one. Hey, now, uh, two editor nerd, it's Brian Domingos. Um, I'm missing the show this week because I'm off to see Spider-Man um, as early as possible um, today. And um, I just wanted to 
I got interrupted. Um, I just wanted to say um, thank you so much about for this. doing this every week, uh, twice a week, um, because the content is great um, and it's fun to hear people talk about the things that I am interested in. And I appreciate all the other listeners and fans and all that stuff. Um, the Facebook page is fun. Um, hearing all their calls every week is fun as well. Um, and it's it's really cool you guys are around. Um, and it's it's a fun community, and I'm appreciative that it's it's still around after all these years. Um, my answer of the week is the uh, place I'd like to go, um, or the, the family, for the holidays. Um, and I think a um, a big old JSA holiday party oh, man. Um, illustrated by Dale Eaglesham yeah. um, seems he's like the most happiest of holidays. Um, because he put so much emotion into all the characters and they all look like they're having a lot of fun. And, um, I think it would be a party not to forget. Uh, all right. Thanks. Have a nice Love holiday. It. Love that answer. Uh, shout, hey, shout out, birthday shout out to Watson, Watson Domingos. It's his big 11th birthday today. Oh, wow. So, I mean, hopefully dad is taking him to see Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's going by himself. Uh, yeah, no, it's like, I'll see you afterwards. Right. I'll, no, no way. I You're going to go, talk the whole time. <laughs> I have to go out and pick up the cake. I'll see you in three and a half hours. Uh, no, happy birthday, Watson. Uh, Brian, I hope you enjoy the movie. And thank you for your kind words. Yeah. Um, Brian, I'm just going to get right into it because Brian kind of stole my answer. Um, when I was, when I came up with the question my first i was focused on like literal families like the kents um but the second anyone said the x-men i was like oh yeah you know what you're right like they are families like they're families yeah and so by the end of the show i was like yeah i want a jla jsa family dinner i want to be there i want to be there for the jla jsa holiday gathering and you know that if it gets attacked by supervillains, which it will, um, you've got all of the world's most powerful characters there to protect you. So it doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, and if things worst case scenario, like Jim said, hopefully uh, something will happen. Someone will hit so hard that you won't even know what happened. And, uh, yeah, I, I would just think I think it would be so great to be there with generations of different heroes, some of whom are actually related and some of whom are found family. I think it would just be so, so much fun. Oh, for sure. Okay. So mine would be the fantastic four has to be one. I want to go to the Baxter building. It's going to be a blast. Oh, I would love to go. It's going to be totally great. And, but not just for that reason, but because later that night, the thing likes to have his floating superhero poker game where he invites peeps that don't have family over for Christmas to play poker. And oh man, I want to be in that poker game. (laughs) It's like Captain America shows up. Wolverine shows up, you know, like angel had it in his Soho loft one year, you know, (laughs) like, oh man. Yeah. No, I love it. Always Uh, loved those Ben Grimm hosted poker games. I love the superhero poker game. He's the dealer. Um, He calls the game and everything. And it's all a bunch of jerks and he takes their money. It's like being at the X mansion on softball. Right. You know, it's just one of those magical times. Somebody who doesn't know anything about poker whatsoever. And they're invited to take in so they can all take their money. And that jerk wins every time. Yes, of course. (laughs) Certainly. No, I love it. I love it. Spider-Man. It's like so bad. It's like, I just don't, I don't know. I never really play it. And he takes everybody's money. It's great. That's because the spider sense is the great equalizer. Oh, I love it. Uh, Yeah. He's a cheater. Uh, that's a great answer. This was a fun question. Like, yeah. I really love it. And, and we've gone on and on 
on the show about like legacy and how much we appreciate and uh, like a comic book legacy and how we're sad when it gets ignored. Um, and part of that is like the idea of comic book characters being family. And um, I just think it's, it's one of my most favorite aspects about comic books, yeah. about super shared universe, superhero comics is the idea of these, these uh, superhero families, you know, right. their relationships. Um, that's what, that's what makes it so great. Like right. when, when like, you talked about like comic book best friends and stuff, you know, or yeah. comic book characters dating or marrying, like that's why we love comic book weddings so much. Cause like everyone yes. puts on their best duds, but they still wear it's, a mask, you know? Uh, <laughs> so like, um, like, uh, Carl, uh, camera labrillo made a joke on Twitter. He's like, Hey, two headed nerd. What do you think about, um, a bat girls with all R's like it's the nineties. And, and Matt and I were both like, no. And he said, okay, but what about, <laughs> what about um the batsy junior high ba- but batsy junior <laughs> the batsy junior high or saved by the bats why are we even like, oh. saying this on no, the air because <laughs> um once he once he floated the idea of a saved by the bell batman mashup i immediately plotted and cast the entire show uh i was like yeah uh, batman is mr belding uh dick is zach morris jason todd is slater uh, you know, like I, I, I would had, say the other I way had, around, Dick would be Slater because J- Slater's a good guy and Zach Morris was a piece of crap. Zach no, Morris but, was always scheming and trying to steal stuff. That's Jason Todd. <laughs> but you haven't you watched have this, J- haven't you watched Zach Morris's trash? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, Matt, I know that Zach is trash, but like you can't have Jason Todd is not a compelling lead character. You can't make Jason Todd the lead character oh, of Saved by the Bats. Don't tell DC that. No. Um, and so I was like, and, and the reason why that resonated with me is because it's like, yes, uh, like it's the same reason why I loved that Batman family adventures, all ages webcomic that you hated. It's like, cause I would much rather read a comic book about the bat family being friends and family and having fun than I would about Batman being a jerk to his kids. I totally agree. I uh, just want it to be good and not so twee. That's all. It was good. And sometimes it's okay for things to be twee because it's not all for us. Uh huh. Um, but, uh, yeah. So yes, the relationships, the family aspect, it's one of my favorite things. That's it. I'm not going to Bruce Wayne's place for Christmas. No, oh, thank hell you. no. I bet it is so <laughs> awkward. Awful. It's going to be you know what? awful. I bet he keeps the mansion really cold. I bet it's really cold in Wayne Manor. Oh, I'm sure. Of course it is. Yeah. Cause he's constantly well, suffering, like, you know, he's dark, dour, bad. Well, and also he's like never there. He's right. always in the basement. It's like, look, yeah. dude, you're rich. Just turn up the heat. Yeah. No, thanks. All right. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Thanks so much. That was really yeah. sweet of Brian to like mention the community and stuff. We've been doing this for a very long time. We made a lot of friends doing this show, and we love talking to you. Made a every lot of week. enemies. We made a few enemies. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks to everybody that continues to listen, download, support in any way that you can. We make jokes about like, give us your money. And don't get me wrong, we want your money. But like we're just so grateful Man. for everybody that listens and enjoys money. and loves comic books as much as we do. We're adult nerds that should probably be spending our time doing something else and we choose to do this. 100%. You know. Uh we are taking next week off to celebrate uh, so that no regular show, no cover to cover, obviously no cover to cover cuz cover to cover is, uh, Saturday is Christmas day. But um we will be back in the in the following week. The last regular show of the year will be the Golden Beppo Awards. Yep. And thus, that means the new question of the week 
which will be the first cover to cover January 1, 2022, the far future. Talk to us about the best comics you read in 2021. And I'm just saying, you know what? Let's just, let's just talk about whatever. Let's talk say about whatever's on your mind. Best favorite of the writer. year. Let's just say best yeah. of the year. I'll cry. Favorite, comics, yeah. movies, you know TV, what? yes, whatever. exactly. Best writer, artist, series, video game, movie, TV show, anything goes. And if you're feeling your, it, your favorite of the 2021. year too. Let's do both. <laughs> best and I worst. I mean, just remember, you know, we'll we'll cut you off at a certain point. Sure. But yeah, like we want to talk about the things we loved and the things we loved to hate. Right. You know what I mean? The year in review. That's what we're doing. Yeah, it's the, it's the Golden Beppos. We do it every year. It's going to be like the 11th annual Golden Beppo Awards. It's ridiculous. Followed by cover to cover, the THN year in review. It'll be great. We'll see you next year, kids. If you're traveling, wear a mask. Be careful. Make sure you're vaccinated if you're going to be around, you know, family. It's important. And yep. uh, we say it because we love you. Get your booster shot. We say it because we love you, not because we're part of a lizard person conspiracy. That's it for THN Cover to Cover 2021. My name is Matt Baum. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off.